BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Good guys, listeners. We have Max Lugavier here. He's a, I mean, I, in addition to New York Times bestseller, health and wellness genius, what, 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 what's your titles? I don't want to undersell you. Yeah, I call myself a health and science journalist, which is accurate. Cool. Podcaster, author, filmmaker. Yes. Yeah. So do you think, and here's a softball, let's start easy. Do you think kids at birth, much like a hepatitis vaccine, that they should be getting Ozempic thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Ozempic from birth. It is kind of like an anti-obesity vaccine, you know, in, in many ways. Uh, but no, the short answer is absolutely not. No. What, what do you think about old, old uh, semaglute? Semaglute. <laughs> Everybody seems to be on it in Los Angeles. Apparently it's like sold out and, and LA does not have, you know, the seemingly the obesity epidemic that you see elsewhere around the country. And so the, the fact that that would be sold out in Los Angeles is a curious phenomena yes. for sure. No, I mean, I, I'm glad that that exists for people that need it. Like people that, that, that need it, that have tried and exhausted all other options. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of, of, of medicine when it's there to, as a fail safe. Right. But the fact that people are now using it as a sort of cop out for the hard work that it can sometimes take to. But the, but there's like more benefit in that. Right. Right. Like it's like you're taking the stairs. You're the effort is sustainable and the the wins are, I think, are much greater than if you just take the shot. And so, mm. yeah, I'm in general, like not a fan for your for your average person. What if you have eight pounds to lose before Coachella? Thoughts? <laughs> eight pounds. <laughs> yeah. No. No, 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 we don't have like long-term data on the side effects, things like that. Uh, it's unless people and, and when people do come off the drug, so unless you want to be on the drug long-term, mm -hmm. like the results are not sustained unless you are actively resistance training. I mean, there's a, a strong risk of muscle loss, you know, which can lead to metabolic dysfunction and things like that down the, down the line. So we don't yet know what the, what the sum total effect is of that drug over a person's lifespan is unless they then like learn simultaneously, like the healthy habits, which they're probably not right. Because mm. the drug is such a, it's like such a quick fix. Not to be too bullish on the old Ozem. It's my <laughs> last question. I swear I'm not considering it, but like, and I agree with you, right? Like the totality of the willpower, the cardiovascular health, the, the just overall experience of, of using your willpower on a journey to lose weight. If, if you're able to like is, you know, pays dividends. That being said, like, I think what they're seeing is because they're starting to use it like in Alzheimer's trials, right? Because mm. it, it basically just pulls sugar from your blood. And in theory, right, like everyone can benefit from less sugar in their blood. Like if the if the if people aren't getting like a seventh toe in a couple of years. Yeah. Like, couldn't we all benefit from being on it to a certain degree? Just less sugar in the blood? Well, I mean, that was the thinking behind the longevity trials that they've that metformin has undergone. So metformin is a much older drug right. and it's used in the setting of of type two diabetes. And they've they've looked at it as a longevity mimetic. But what they found in recent research is that it, it can blunt some of the positive impacts of positive effects of exercise. And so all these drugs, I mean, they have effects, but then they also have side effects, which are not really side effects they're also effects which is we don't like we don't consider them right right and so um yeah so i'm i'm skeptical that a drug like you know ozempic is 
is safe for the long term. But again, like if if you've exhausted all other options, then I think, you know, obviously being obese is not healthy. It's associated with cancer. It's, you know, multiple different types of cancer. It's associated with type 2 diabetes. It's associated with, you know, pretty much everything bad that you can imagine. There are some exceptions. You can be, you know, obese and and metabolically healthy, but that is the minority. And so for that person, I think like if they've exhausted all other option, then, you know, then again, as a fail safe, but it's not something that I would like, you know, default mm-hmm. to. Now recently, and I don't mean to call him out, Ben threw up during a full court game of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, this Barbara Walter style interview has been very interesting to listen to. And I'm curious if we're interested in a spirited debate because I've been yeah. hearing and hearing and I have a couple of thoughts. So please first popping back to the girl that needs to lose eight pounds before she goes to Coachella. Hmm. That girl is also going to Coachella and doing Molly. <laughs> and so I don't think that we need to wait to see the long-term effects of Ozempic because she's doing hard drugs. (laughs) And so I guess my thought is like, everybody should just do whatever the fuck they want with their bodies. And Mm. I understand and agree with you that maybe we don't know the long-term effects, but we also don't, or we know the long-term effects of that same girl having issues with starving herself or like, is there like, is it that much worse than her just deciding not to eat anything for two weeks? Well, no, you're right. Like people in, in L.A. are terrified of gluten, but they'll like binge drink on the weekends and yeah. do every drug known to man. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's a weird dichotomy. You know, L.A. is a weird place. Yeah. Everybody, you know, almost everybody has a fractured relationship with food in this town uh-huh. because of Everywhere. the intense body pressure and things like that, which I think is like it's obviously a huge problem. So, yeah, that's why I think it's it's important to like take a step back, take inventory, take stock and and realize that like your eight pound, that eight pound fat loss could be achieved, you know, pretty easily with some really simple, like, you know, li- diet tweaks. Unfortunately though, today we live in a time where there's like intense diet polarity, right? Where there's a lot of like misinformation, for example, where it comes, when it, when it comes to like fat loss and things like that, people, people tend to promote, especially on social media, this idea that you've got to be on like an extreme diet to lose fat, which is not true mm. and that promotes dichotomous thinking which sets people up for failure you know with regard to these diets they're like either on the perfect diet or they're not they're moral failures when the reality is like most people can just it's just like really simple tweaks that can that can you know lead to significant weight loss progress today's episode of good guys is brought to you by masterclass you know i've always wanted to be better at screenwriting and I just didn't want to be that guy at a UCLA extension class, like, where like, isn't that the guy from that that kid show? And why is he here? And what happened? And just like, I know, I know, Josh, get over your ego. But the reality is, I wanted to have access to true masters from the comfort of my home and be able to grow and learn and and to sort of challenge myself and be exposed to some of the best information possible, but I didn't quite know how. And then Masterclass entered my life and I was like, oh, this is how. I remember seeing these ads for Masterclass, you know, over the year and there were these people like Steve Martin and Judd Apatow and and Aaron Sorkin and David Mamet. These are people in my business, but then of course, like, you know, Gordon Ramsay and and Chris Voss, who's this incredible, you know, FBI negotiator to uh, Jane Goodall to to all these different people that are true, like masters at what they do and thinking there's no way that they can all be on one platform giving you kind of their their tips, their insight, their their lessons. But that's what you get on Masterclass. There are over 180 classes to pick from. Everything from Malcolm Gladwell, who's written books like Outliers and whatnot, to Esther Perel, you know, get, get a, little, a little bit of that love and relationship advice to Mariah Carey if you're trying to, you know, tap into your inner, inner diva. And you'll find practical takeaways that you can apply to your life and your work. And like I said, I've been working on becoming a better writer. And so being able to watch Aaron Sorkin and pick up the things he did during, you know, West Wing, one of his greatest shows, or Newsroom, or The Social Network, it's just, it's just such a gift. So 
you can get unlimited access to every class. And right now, as a Good Guys listener, you can get 15% off when you go to masterclass.com slash good guys. That's masterclass.com slash good guys for 15% off an annual membership. Masterclass.com slash good guys. There's nothing quite like element electrolyte powder, something that you'd add to your water. Here, if I may... You know, the cool thing about Element, this is an ad, guys, so stay tuned. It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and really nothing you don't. That means a lot of salt with no sugar. It contains the science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams magnesium with none of the junk. No sugar, no artificial ingredient, no BS, no gluten. Listen, I took my Element this morning. I take it every morning. I'm not getting those cramps, those little aches and pains from not being properly hydrated that I would normally get from my runs where I try to outrun my evil thoughts. Ben, what do you think of Element? I think that Element is absolutely fantastic. Tastes great too. Throw it in there. It's gorgeous. You set me up beautifully, Ben, and God bless you for that. Look, the truth is when you sweat, the primary electrolyte loss is sodium and athletes can lose up to seven grams per day. And let's be honest. You're an athlete. Now, it'll fit into your low-carb, paleo, or keto diet. And the truth is, if you're getting headaches or feeling fatigued or whatever, it's probably because you're not properly hydrated. So do yourself a favor. Eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue with Element. All right? Right now, Element is offering listeners of the Good Guys podcast a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single-serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash goodguys. This deal is only available through my link. You must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash Good guys. Element offers no questions asked refunds. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they will give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. I think it's hard though. Like I I love obviously I'm a I'm very pro Ozempic. We've spoken about it before. Just as somebody who has gained and lost 60 pounds so many times in my life. Like I can tell you why I've gained and lost Are you that on it? I'm not on it. Oh. But in general, it's something that I do think would be something that I would consider because my personal relationship with food has been so toxic. Mm. And I know for a fact that the American diet and foods in general that we're often seen or we do see as healthy are so loaded with sugar mm. that I think that some people just have an inability to stop these cravings unless they get so unbelievably knowledgeable about what they actually should be eating. But I think things on a daily basis are disguised as healthy when they're not. Like a Sara Lee's whole wheat bread. A Belvita breakfast yeah. biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that, that shit? Like, this is a sweet cracker, Papa. I, it's all of it. Like the amount of sugar, Josh, you said it before, and I thought it was very interesting. Like couldn't everybody benefit from having sugar pulled from their bloodstream? I feel like here, yes, because even our bread, like I, I like Ezekiel bread because I found it and I know that it's a good, healthy alternative and it's sprouted and it's not loaded with sugar. But I think that most people have no fucking clue what that is. Don't want to spend $9 on a loaf of bread that they need to freeze yeah. and are going to go and buy the brown bread because we've been told that brown bread <laughs> is good for you when that brown bread is like 30 grams of sugar. When in right? reality, the only bread good for you is Hero Bread, a proud sponsor of the good guys. <laughs> with Hero Bread, they've got buns, uh, tortillas, they got it all. With only five grams of, sorry. I just, Such good <laughs> bread, by the way. Have you had Hero Bread? I've never had it. Oh, oh my, my God. God, it's good is it stuff. Bomb? Soft, it's bomb. Where do you buy it? You buy it online, herobread.com. Interesting, (laughs) nice. Are they an actual sponsor? They are an actual sponsor. Wow, amazing. I love that. Actually, and we're not bullshitting because there's definitely some sponsors where I'm like, yeah, I like this. (laughs) No, they're good. They're really good. 10 out of 10? Which sponsors do you you not like that much? (laughs) (laughs) Let me list. I don't like Babbel. (laughs) Babbel canceled on us. I'm over it. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. They pulled out. Sorry. (laughs) Ezekiel, Ezekiel, I believe, is higher satiety because they... They'll, they'll put like legume flour in it, right? Like, aren't isn't there like lentil and stuff and like ancient? See, if you don't know, yeah, how I don't do we know. expect 
the regular people it's to know. It's all sprouted though, right? Which is better for your gut when eating carbs. Yeah, allegedly it reduces like phytic acid, which serves as an as an anti nutrient. Can you know potentially promote like you know gut can impair digestion and things like that. So I think sprouting, yeah, it increases nutrient availability, reduces some of those like anti-nutrients and things like that. If we're not going on Ozempic, do you have a diet that you recommend or you're anti-diet? No, I'm not. Diet, diets work. The, the issue is that you've got to find today what it takes to be healthy requires a degree of restriction. And you it's ultimately up to you to find out the form of, of restriction that's going to feel the least restrictive to you. Right. Mm -hmm. So that you're going to be able to it, it actually adhere to it because and I mean, you can go to the and as somebody who's written. <laughs> essentially what are what can be considered diet books right like there are a million diet books out there it's just like you've got to find the one that's going to be the most easily adhered to mm -hmm. by you so if, if i'm promoting like a diet that's like all red meat for example like a, a strict carnivore diet and you just don't happen to enjoy red meat then that's not going to be a sustainable diet for for you sure. even though that diet can work for you know and 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 does work for many if it if it if you don't enjoy it, it's not going to work for you, and so that's why diets fail. But but yeah, I mean, I think like there's this problematic thinking in the wellness industry where it's like either calories, you know, are all that matter, or they don't matter at all. And we have this like tribalism in the wellness world where like you see both ideas promoted when the reality is that the the, the truth is in the middle. Like calories do matter, but they're not all that matter. So if you're if you're negligent to the fact that like calories matter, then, you know, people end up going on these low carb, high fat diets and they'll lose weight to a point because, you know, one of those diets, pretty much any difference, any, um, yeah, any different, any, any diet that's different from like the standard American diet, you're going to see an improvement from because mm -hmm. those, you know, diets, tend, those diets tend to be higher in satiety and things like that. But inevitably people get to like weight loss stalls. And that's, you know, I think. Part of the reason for that is, you know, people will start eating like fat bombs and things like that. I mean, you can go to Erewhon and you can see like high quality, high fat products with a health halo around them, which are highly fattening foods. You know, they're so yeah. calorically dense. Explain the health halo. Do you know? Have you heard this? No. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, uh, don't worry. Give it to I, me. Know. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> know. Just basically like it's marketing. It's like marketing speak for when something is promoted as healthy. Oh, sure. Um, mm -hmm. But it's really i mean not like those buzzwords like no yeah. added sugar yeah, yeah. Or you see this a lot like, in the plant-based world like yeah. a lot of vegan products are mm -hmm. have that health halo on it mm -hmm. they're marketed as being better for you than mm -hmm. their animal source counterparts mm -hmm. when the vast majority of the time they're not they're not better for you they're also not better for the environment yeah exactly yeah. exactly oreos vegan yeah 100 plant-based yeah. Most of the junk foods consumed in the United States are plant-based. I mean, the, your average American is by and large on a plant-based diet. Most of the calories that your average American consumes comes from like wheat, corn, and rice. I'm plant-based? Most yes. people are on, yeah. And, and our so consumption of meat has declined over the past few decades. And our health problems have only in increased. Obesity mm. has tripled over the past 50 years. Mm. So it's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not that we're eating too many animal source foods or anything like that. It's... You know, the, the food quality has steadily declined. We, we're seeing now this pandemic, really, of an influx of what are called ultra-processed foods on the market. There was like a machine learning study that came out finding that 73% of the items in your average supermarket are ultra-processed. Mm. Like food items that are made in, in factories that you couldn't possibly make in your own kitchen. And these products are like the, one of the defining characteristics of the standard American obesogenic diet. Did you see the Starbucks egg white bite nutritional fact panel that came out because they now put them in Walmart? Did no. Did you see this? I have to bring it up. Oh, I love them. It's so important. Don't ruin good. it for me. I'm going to ruin it for you. No, I eat the egg white wrap like almost every morning. It's well, so good. Well, the wrap, said, I don't know. I'm talking about the bites. You know those bites? They're like 100. Well, I would calories. expect them to be All really protein. low calorie based on how they're, but you're saying they're- are, are, They I'm, are low cal. Oh, they're low cal. So and what's they're the high problem? sodium. Okay. Good they're, protein. They're, they're egg white bites, right? Like you think that they are egg whites and There's, then spinach, red peppers, and some feta. Well, that's one flavor. Yeah. They have three different are they flavors. Are actually good? Like, I'm not, actually? Listen, they're, I'm, they're solid. I'm yeah. no Howard yeah. Schultz chill over here. <laughs> but no, no, they're really good. Huh. The Starbucks food is great. Also, the app is fun. You can collect stars. You're getting free bites. How come I'll, How come we're getting no Starbucks love over here? Yeah, yeah we should be. Well, we're not going to. <laughs> After I, I read this. <laughs> damn. But I'm just like, it goes to your point, though, that even something that is just egg whites mm -hmm. is not egg whites anymore. I'm going to read this and let me know if any of this speaks to you. Egg whites, cottage cheese. Uh, I like both of those. 
Okay. Same here. Yeah. Cultured non-fat milk, milk, uh, whey, so far, so salt, good. maltodextrin, citric acid, carasegan, mono and diglycerides, locust bean gum, guar gum, natural flavors, vitamin A, palamente, carbon dioxide to huh. maintain freshness, Monterey Jack cheese, then powdered cellulose, natamycin. <laughs> natamycin is like a preservative, yeah. Uh, red bell pepper, rice starch, unsalted butter, spinach, canola oil, feta cheese. Green terrible. Onion, green onions. It's not terrible. The only negative I'm hearing is canola oil, right? This veg let's talk about these vegetable oils, because yeah. those are shit, right? Bad. All yeah. seed oils seed. bad. I'm not seed. a fan. I heard oils seed oil. It's shit, right? Yeah. This What's podcast is not sponsored by, by seed, big oil. seed oil. <laughs> Wait, but before, before I jump there, so they're it fine. Was. Are, 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 so you're saying those are fine? What I just read. Yeah, I mean uh, nothing too nothing too concerning. Look, I was on, I did a video recently on my Instagram. This is fine. Well, I don't like the I don't I personally don't like canola oil, but ingredients are written in order of like prevalence and canola oils at the very end. So like, you know, there's probably not a, oh, a ton of it. True? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, what's Yeah, so what's in higher concentration is tends to be at the top of the ingredients Interesting. list. Yeah, so right there the first ingredient was egg white. Yeah. Right? And then huh. everything that you listed within the first five or six ingredients was pretty sound. All right, so the egg white bites are good. Yeah, they, and Starbucks can be a Yeah, sponsor. they're not terrible. Dude, I we did debunked a, the theory. This is a big theory on TikTok that these egg white bites are terrible for you. Really? You heard yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, they're I mean not, I wouldn't get my nutrition information from TikTok. They're not that terrible. But no, I did a I did a video recently on Instagram that went semi-viral, and of it course, like good. yeah, and I got some haters for you know for it. But I went to a McDonald's, mm. and apparently McDonald's has like a secret menu. You can order anything on the menu a la carte. So you can order if it's if it's before eleven, you can order what's called like round egg, which is literally fresh eggs that they crack into a little circular thing and they cook like uh, over hard. Wow. Yeah, what they put in egg McMuffins like that's sure. that's fresh egg. Like at McDonald's, those are all made to order, and they're they're called round egg, and you can order like a plate of like a like a, you know, like a tray of them. Mm. But after eleven, so you can also order quarter pounder beef patties, and I'm not going to speak to the meat quality at McDonald's, and I'm not you know I'm definitely not sponsored by them in any way. But the protein quality, if you're on the road in a pinch or strapped for cash or whatever, and you order four of those burger patties, four quarter pounder burger patties from the a la carte menu, that's a pound of beef for like eight bucks, yes. and it's super high quality meat. I mean, uh, protein made only with salt and pepper. And I have followers that have worked at McDonald's and they told me they don't use any oil on the grill. It's just like straight meat to the to the griddle. Mm. And that's it. So, you know, you think like that's an amazing find, right? Right yeah. there for people who are in a pinch. But of course, I got hate from that on my. What was like, the hate? Well, the hate is like, are you now shilling McDonald's? Like, look at how they treat the animals, like all this like other stuff. Like it's such poor quality. But I'm like. No, it's actually not poor quality. It's like I I ate them. I ate a pound of McDonald's beef, tasted indistinguishable from any beef that I would buy like at the supermarket. I've actually heard because the number one buyer of meat in America is McDonald's that they actually get the top choice cows. Yeah, because they can be yeah really yeah they're buying the most meat so they get it at a good price and they're getting the best cows. Hmm. They get it at a good price and it's like people think that. Like, first of all, people thought that I was like, that this was a paid thing. I've worked with brands. You have to state that you're disclose. sponsored. You have to disclose that. There's no way that that post, like, I would have to have put ad, like, at the very top of the caption. So, for one, there's that. And second, like, a company of that size is under massive scrutiny. So, like, I mean, I'm not I'm not defending them or anything like that. But, like, they're, the likelihood of them lying, if they're saying that the meat is just, like, beef, salt, and pepper... I'm willing to to believe that. I don't know. Am I am I like naive? I don't I don't think that you're naive. Yeah. I did again. My brain is filled with so many conspiracy theories <laughs> that like my I ultimately go to couldn't they easily make the meat taste like meat and make the color of the meat look like meat? Like what was that documentary? There was a documentary on fish. Uh Seaspiracy maybe. I think yeah, Seaspiracy where the salmon that is uh, oh, colored. Farm rays, they color. Yeah, it's like gray. Yeah, it's gray, yeah. but they make it look pink. Did you see this? I so, haven't. So, like, the question... <laughs> 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 so, sorry. No, it's Never fine. Ruin my life. First, you start with the egg whites. You're going to kill my the majority of my diet here, Ben. 
I'm just saying, like, couldn't, like, do we really know that the beef isn't just gray? I don't know. I think they would have to disclose that. And, yeah. the, and, the, and the thing about the salmon, too, is, like, that's just fear-mongering. Because salmon, like, yeah, all it's salmon. fear-mongering. Yeah, okay. salmon might start out as, as gray or whatever, but they the coloring that they use in farmed salmon is astaxanthin, which is what wild salmon actually, huh. it's what colors wild salmon. So it's the same compound. Wow. Yeah. It's like white flamingos. Flamingos are born white, and they right. turn pink because they eat algae, which has this, like, pigment in it called astaxanthin. So it doesn't like the fact that they start out gray. So what they like, that's natural. That's like physiologic. And then they eat this pigment, which is naturally found in algae. And that's what turns the, in the case of the flamingos, the feathers pink. And in the case of salmon, it turns their skin, it turns so, their flesh. What a wealth, what a wealth of knowledge. I'm just debunking <laughs> all of my you. horrendous conspiracy theories. I thought like literally in my head, I'm like, oh, they're using red dye number seven. No. Mixed with something to like make the, yeah, the no. salmon Pinker. They're feeding it the the compound. It's a carotenoid. It's actually very very healthy. Actually, it's oh. very beneficial. Yeah, it's astaxanthin. I I actually supplement with astaxanthin. Wow. Yeah, which is a really good. It's like great for your eyes, for your skin. It might protect from your skin from sun damage. Wow. Yeah. No, what? Oh, Unbelievable. So so farm raised salmon's cool because that wild salmon's a little too wild. It's me. a little too gamey. It's a little gamey. Gamey. Yeah. gamey. It's like a bad lamb chop. Yeah. You ever have a bad lamb chop? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah they they taste like you're taking a bite out of the lamb. <laughs> like a yeah, like a bite of like out Josh's sheep. shoe over out there. Of yeah. Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I'm... Do people eat sheep? Sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. I'm just thinking, know. have you ever seen sheep on a menu? It's That's tougher. Sheep. Not You've eaten sheep? No, but I'm sure in parts of the world they're crushing sheep. Right? <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Sheep milk, that's a thing, right? Mut Isn't it Sheep's mutton? Milk. Mutton. Is I that? don't know. Who knows? Above my pay grade. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. We're talking about seed. Everybody's talking about their gut health. I'm always thinking about my gut health. This, the antimicrobial, all the stuff going on in the belly. Everybody's talking about it. There are over 3.8 million posts on Instagram tagged hashtag gut health. Did you know that? A staggering 653.7 million videos on TikTok and a quick Google search will yield you over 29.7 million news results. Gut health, probiotics, and the microbiome are buzzing in conversation, headlines, and hashtags. Discoveries in microbiome research are transforming medicine, hygiene, diet, and the choices we make each day for our health. With this new frontier, however, comes an overload of information and misinformation, can't have that, that can feel confusing and overwhelming. Seed is a microbial sciences pioneering applications of bacteria to impact human and environmental health. They develop scientifically validated, clinically studied, next-generation probiotics for people and the planet. Their first product for humans, the DS01 Daily Symbiotic, is the only probiotic I trust and take. If you've taken probiotics before and haven't felt the difference, it's likely because the capsule isn't designed to survive your stomach acid, bile salts, and digestive enzymes. Seed, though is different. Now more than ever, it's important to trust science and integrity when it comes to learning about and maintaining a healthy microbiome. Seed is the company that I trust. I take Seed every morning. Big fan of the product. I love it and I trust it. Avoid gut mania and head to the trusted source for symbiotics. Visit seed.com slash goodguys and use code goodguys to redeem 30% off your first month of Seed DS-01 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash goodguys and use code goodguys. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with KiwiCo, but it's an incredible kid-based toy adventure. Look, summer is the time to make memories with your kids. And whether you're staying home or heading out on adventures, KiwiCo invites kids, hey, and kids at heart to celebrate the season of discovery through hands-on fun. My son, Max, loves KiwiCo. He sees the box come once a month and he has like a small episode when he sees the box because he knows that he's going to get these, you know, three different projects that's going to be hands-on, seriously fun, but it'll be like, uh, like a bottle rocket kit 
or or the other day he got this like wrecking ball thing that was built out of cardboard and he could build it himself. He got this fun windsock that he got to decorate in his newest KiwiCo. Um, basically, it's like this formulated box made by you know, real engineers, science people, and it's a mix of, of art projects, science. It's it's smart. It's going to basically keep your kids busy on something that they can tackle that you'll love helping them with, but it's not something that you literally have to help them every step of the way because it's too complex. Ben, do your hypothetical kids like KiwiCo? I was going to say, how do I get my hands on some KiwiCo? This sounds fantastic. I want to build something. I want to make something. I'm an arts and crafts guy. How do I get my hands on some KiwiCo? I'm, I'm so glad you asked that. And I know that you and your crew of four gorgeous children are going to love KiwiCo the way I do. It's it's fun for kids of all ages. And there's no commitment. You can pause or cancel anytime. And you know, it's awesome products. Plus, KiwiCo makes it easy to take discovery on the go. Everything you need is in the crate, including materials, easy to follow instructions. It's perfect for travel, boredom, busting for the entire family. So have an awesome summer with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line with code goodguys at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com. Promo code good guys. So you mentioned things you're supplementing with. What what's on like your catalog of supplements? What do you like? What do you not like? Huge fan. Well, astaxanthin is something I've been taking for like 15 years and I have no no affiliation. But um in general, fish oil I think is very beneficial. I think magnesium very beneficial. Do you take I, magnesium? I do. I do. Yeah. About 50% of Americans don't consume adequate magnesium. And magnesium is, it's used in hundreds of processes in the body that range in their importance from ATP generation. So it's like energy and all the way up the scale to DNA repair. So helping to potentially prevent aging or for slow me, aging. For me, it helps calm my brain. Like mm. I find that I, not only do I sleep better, but it like lowers my stress levels almost instantly. Wow crazy what product do you take is it like a brand it, or a no i just it's just magnesium i try not to get the magnesium chloride i try to get like the what i thought what i think is like just true magnesium yeah maybe nature's bounty is one of the brands like that, or yeah. whatever's a duane reed yeah whatever's and, there. It, and it works yeah like i i love it i take 200 milligrams before bed dope yeah i love it no magnesium is like shit. a baby i yeah. love it have you been taking it yeah, I take it in my Element Electrolyte Powder, a proud sponsor <laughs> of the good, good guys, which, by the way, it's delicious. Delicious. Yeah, little potassium it. and magnesium. Huge fan of Element. Yeah, Element's the shit. Good stuff. Yeah, sodium, potassium, magnesium, chloride, all the good things. Yeah, so I don't take like, I mean, you see some people in the, in the quote unquote biohacker space that take like, you know, they'll, they're proud of the fact that they take like hundreds of supplements a day. I think if you eat a nutrient dense diet, you really don't, you know, have the need for that, mm -hmm. for that many supplements. I mean, I take a very minimalist approach. Creatine is something I take. I think creatine is really beneficial. It's very important, right? Yeah. Do you take it? I don't, and I should. It's good. I mean, it's good what for- For First and foremost, it was sort of advertised for the bodybuilding community, but that was sort of a misnomer, right? Because it can really benefit everyone. It benefits, yeah. It benefits. Now there's research coming out showing how it can benefit mental health. Mm. But in general, yeah, it's one of these like highly studied supplements, one of the few in the sports supplement industry with a long, not just safety record, but efficacy record. So it's like, it helps you exert more power in the gym, mm. which it doesn't, you know, that doesn't in and of itself, the supplement creatine in and of itself doesn't give you more strength or muscle, but it allows you to do more work in the gym, which then you, you know, obviously adapt to, and it can lead to greater strength gains, you know, over time. Mm. It gives you like more energy, essentially is how it works. Does it give you the energy to go to the gym? Does it? <laughs> <laughs> I take creatine off. I wish. Gym. <laughs> Just run well, there. Well, ask Max, because you talk about how like uh, you're an athletic guy, you love basketball and certain things, but you also sort of have an aversion to classic, just kind of, you know, trudging it out at the gym. Yeah, like I'm embarrassed to say, and my privilege is going to show, I've had multiple personal trainers that have trained me for free. Like, it's not like there's no barrier. Usually the barrier for private training is money, hmm. right? And I am fortunate enough that I have a, a great community of very 
respected, healthy people around me that would love to train me. All your friends are personal I, trainers. All of them, all of them <laughs> except for Josh. Um, I just don't. I just don't like it. I don't like the feeling of feeling sore. People have said to me that like you just have never gone long enough to stop feeling sore. So you're always hmm. just in that two to three week period where you're sore, hmm. which I think is a lie. Hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm not a. I, I just don't like it. I prefer to, I, I walk a lot. That's I get great. in my 10,000 steps. I play a lot of basketball. I enjoy that. Play a lot of golf. I don't think that helps anything mm. physically, but I enjoy it. Yeah, golf is. Do I need, do, do I need to be in the gym? And if I do, maybe like. You don't need to be in the gym, but some form of, of resistance exercise is really important. It is. I mean, at the very least for, for bone health. It is. Which is, which mm -hmm. is, which is crucial. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, for metabolic health, it's, you don't, but you don't have to be in a gym to do that. Like you, you can resist against gravity with calisthenic exercise, mm -hmm. um, push-ups, things like that. Mm -hmm. Even, even like a, a vigorous hike is mm -hmm. great. But that stuff is important. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Beyond like aerobic exercise, cardio exercise, strength training is, is really important. I think me and Josh are going to do a, an MMA fight against nice. each other. Yeah. Do you guys do uh, like jujitsu? Cause I know it's a huge trend now. Like it is, I don't do jujitsu cause I have an aversion to smells <laughs> yeah. and I don't want to get that close to another man. Same actually. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a little much. I also don't want to get with some like egomaniac who puts me in an arm bar and breaks my elbow. Yeah. But I've trained boxing for like a decade, and so, I like that. So I enjoy awesome. combat, but yeah. I want to be about three feet away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I like boxing, too. I, do, I took that up during the pandemic. Yeah. But yeah, I have the same qualms about jujitsu. And it's like everybody is seemingly doing it now. Yes. You know, like Zuckerberg is doing it. And so, you're like, I could take Zuckerberg, but I guess now not because he's like a jujitsu you know, he's in incredible dude. shape. He's a squeak. He's a little guy. He's a little little fun guy. You could like throw into a ceiling fan, but I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Yadish Papas. That's his joke. But um, yeah, he's he's in incredible shape. And I heard that the Coliseum actually reached out, like the Coliseum where the gladiators fought, Whoa. reached out to him and Musk and said, if you guys want to fight, do it here. At oh the my Coliseum. God. Can you imagine? No. Damn. And Musk has been training with George St. Pierre, arguably the greatest combat sports athlete to ever live. That's insane. Wow. Dude. Holy smokes. He they are pissed about threads. <laughs> I was just I was literally about to say threads because we're such Elon Musk girlies. Are you an Elon Musk? You fan? Guy, yeah. Girly? Yeah. You are. Yeah. So like threads, like technically, it's kind of like giving him the middle finger. It is, yeah. I got I did threads though. And it's like a clone, but it's inferior. But it, you know, it's like I don't know, uh, you know, yeah. Twitter, I feel like growth has stagnated. And if you can, you know, funnel all of your whatever Instagram followers over to threads and like, why not? Bingo. That's yeah. right. the thing. It's so easy and lazy. I made a threads. I, I, I this morning I made a threads. I'm nice. at like 6,000 followers or whatever. And it'll just keep growing because yeah. it notified, I think all of my Instagram followers that I made a threads Same. and then you're already verified. You don't have to go through any of the work. Yeah. Like it's, it's that it's easy, but Twitter, like, I don't know. I, I was never personally, I was never popular on Twitter. You had a big, you have a big Twitter though, don't you? I do, but it's dead. Like my engagement's not great. And also Twitter has sucked mm. for like a really long time. Mm. And it, before Musk took it over, it was trashy with good ethics. Mm. Now it's just trashy with questionable <laughs> ethics. Look, I'm very bullish about Musk. And what I would say is, He's never failed, or at least he really has no public failures. Like the man crushes everything mm. he does. So I would believe if anyone could turn that company around, it's him. Yeah. I just don't got time to wait. And yeah. I actually think it helps my mental health to not be on that app. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. 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 It's gross. Yeah. The people are is, gross. Yeah. And it's bot crazy and the ads are weird now because they're like taking like B and C, like my pillow ads and shit. Mm. Like it just feels it the experience isn't there. But yeah, it's just, it's not been great for a really long time. Hmm. Did you see Zuckerberg's, the, the reason I downloaded it is because Zuckerberg told me to. Like, <laughs> I, like, I, saw, like I saw some video like download thread, so I did it. But did you watch this video and hear what he said or no? No. No. So he, he specifically said that he made threads as a place for people to have safe conversations. <laughs> and I just thought that was fucking hilarious because obviously it'll turn in, I think, to the same exact Seth's pool. Right. That Twitter is like once you give people an open forum yeah. to talk, you're going to have people talking about things that you're going to hate and you're going to have people talking about things that you're going to love.
Well, I just, my fear is when I hear somebody like Zuckerberg use the term safe, to me, my brain just goes, okay, so is it going to have like a woke promoting algorithm, censorship, like, because the one thing that I do appreciate about Elon is that he's a little bit like red pilled. And I think we kind of need that counterbalance today when like pretty much all of mainstream media and like, and you know, all the platforms that Mark Zuckerberg's, Mark Zuckerberg owns seems to kind of be on the other side of the spectrum, you know? Put her there. Yeah. There, right. there we yeah. go. So I kind of I'm not shaking anyone's <laughs> hand. You hear that, Hollywood? I'm on your side. And I'm ready to be cast in whatever you want to put me in. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So so I don't know. But but yeah, I mean my my biggest platform per, for me personally is Instagram. And so like the mm-hmm. the fact that I can like get some people over from from that, because my Twitter hasn't really grown I mean, it, it grew. The biggest bump that I got was like just after I was on Rogan and I got like, you know, a, a bump on Twitter from that. But it's pretty stagnant, especially compared to like all my other platforms. Are you and Rogan friends? We're, and how is Rogan? Yeah, he's me. He's great. He's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely like a little bit anxious before going on, yeah. but he made me feel super comfortable. And you get to you get like it becomes abundantly clear right away why he's the goat when you when you meet him and you. you yeah. Know, you're sitting there like opposite him. And did you go in Austin? Yeah. To his studio? Does he have Navy SEALs protecting him? I've heard that. <laughs> I, mean, I heard he's got a tight security ship over there. Yes. No one's getting close to Yeah, Rogue. no one's getting close. Yeah. Did you guys have well, a lunch? Yeah. Can kick your ass. Like he he totally. himself is like somebody who you do not want to trifle with, you know? Right. He's a tough dude. Have you seen him kick? He's like one of the world's greatest. I don't know the exact like you know, statistic or accolade, but he's like one of the world's greatest or fastest kickers or highest kickers or something like that. Like he's sick. Yeah. yeah. He's like a martial arts master. Cause he's also, he's like a, a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. but fun fact, he's like also a major black belt in Taekwondo. Yes. Yeah. yeah like in the, f- in the, in the martial wow. art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll F you up. Pillsbury. What a dream sponsor. I've been eating Pillsbury my whole life, and these crescent rolls are so unbelievably delicious, and your weeknight dinners just got that much easier. There's so many new simple recipes at Pillsbury.com. One of my favorites, I like to take my crescent rolls. Again, it's as easy as fill, roll, and bake. You can fill them with, with whatever you want. I like making little spanakopitas. You'll take some spinach and some feta cheese, put it in the crescents, roll them up, pop them in the oven. Holy smokes. You could also use it to make little pizza bites. So a little mozzarella cheese, some tomato sauce, maybe a little oregano if you're going crazy. Roll them up, stick them in the oven. They are absolutely fantastic. And making weeknight recipes so easy, just as easy as fill, roll, and bake. Again, you can head to pillsbury.com slash everyday dash eats slash fill dash roll dash bake to find some great weekly recipes. You can find Pillsbury in the dairy aisle, dinner prep in under 30 minutes or less. It's that easy. You're going to take out the crescents. You're going to fill them. You're going to roll them. You're going to bake them. Again, Pillsbury, fantastic. Such a great, quick alternative. So versatile. So delicious. So flaky, it's a quick, quick meal. There's so many new simple recipes at Pillsbury.com. You pop them in the oven, so easy. Just as easy as fill, roll, and bake. What do you think about, and we've talked about this before, people, and I'm not going to name them by name, but massive movie stars whose names are close to things like The Pebble or The Stone. (laughs) Guys like this who have these insane male physiques who perhaps like, I think we're, we're taught in Hollywood and like these perfect bodies all come from hard work when in reality, they're probably getting help from either. Yeah. They're getting help from steroids. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that, should that be more wi- widely talked about? Yeah, that's a good question. So I'm really excited about this on my podcast. So I, I host my own podcast, which you've been on called mm. The Genius Life. And I just, so I was, before we got rolling, I was telling you that I'm a huge James Bond fan, yes. right? So I was just in London and I was there for, I was like keynoting a conference. But while I was there, I rented a podcast studio and I did a bunch of interviews. And one of the guys who I was like super excited to meet was Simon Watterson, who was Daniel Craig's trainer for his wow. entire tenure as James Bond. Wow. So that scene in like uh, Casino Royale where that that shook the world when Daniel Craig gets out of the water and he's like, it's the first time James Bond actually looks like a killer. 
he was he got Daniel Craig into that shape. Yes. And so I got to pick his brain about like how do we, you know, how do we all like get, you know, look more like him in that scene. And it's just like I mean, it's just like hard work and discipline and patience, but nothing beyond that really, you know? I mean, it's just like eating a eating a, a healthful diet. It's sleeping and and taking sleep and recovery like really seriously, training hard. But you know, he's bound by the laws of biology just like you and I are. So it's not like he had like any particular like magic pill or potion or shot to get him into that shape. You know, I think it's just really when you obviously he, you know, somebody like Daniel Craig is incent highly incentivized because he's a leading man in this like in this in this movie and he's he knows he has a shirtless scene coming up. But I think these are all like really attainable. It's like really attainable to like have something like that as a goal. But it's attainable, but is it sustainable hear me out <laughs> like the other like i was talking to i was uh spent the holiday up north with my wife's family and she has these beautiful cousins and they're all like thin gorgeous queens right and they all talk about how they want to lose seven to ten pounds mm. they're all like i'm seven to ten pounds away from happiness and i'm like babe mm. that's a whole other conversation <laughs> it, was but, <laughs> it was epic right but like, and I've also known guys like Chris Hemsworth and whatnot who've had to get in shape for those shirtless scenes. And they all say, it's hell. Those two weeks before, it's hell. To mm. be at that level of low BMI, to look that ravishing to yeah. shake the world. It's goal oriented. They're dehydrated. They're super lean, probably tanks their hormones to some degree. Yeah, they're miserable. Yeah. They're like having trouble sleeping. And, and what I also say to my wife's cousins, I'm like, you know, and obviously... Far be it from me for to a man to be, you know, telling them anything. <laughs> but like, what I always say is like, you guys look perfect, and you're kind of eating within reasonable sort of limits what you want. I'm like, yeah, you could probably like really tune in and be seven to ten pounds lighter. But like, how much of an impact is that going to have on your overall life, on your overall happiness? Are you just going to be tired and annoyed and hungry all day? Yeah, I and mean, not look much different. Well, it's hard to get really lean like the and and also like you don't it's important for people to realize that like being super lean is not necessarily really healthy either like mm -hmm. what the healthy body fat percentage is a range for both men and for women for men i think it's somewhere between 10 and 20 percent i mean somebody will correct me if i'm wrong but for women it's 10 it's 20 to 30 percent so it's a it's a it's a it's a big range and the leaner you get yeah the more sacrifices you have to make it it impedes on your ability to go out to dinner with friends because eating out is one of the most difficult things to do to maintain that that degree of leanness mm -hmm. but again if you're if you're incentivized and you've got like a you know multi-million dollar check coming mm -hmm. from the movie sure. like it's going to make things a lot different obviously i think i think that's the key it's the money the money we were talking about it earlier like what would get me in the gym if you were to give me a check <laughs> for a million dollars and i carrot. needed to go and work out five days a week for a year yeah i would do it yeah but that would actually that would be a great show to see if truly like mental health wins your mental ability or the money well because i bet you there are people that end up quitting but there's but that's the thing is that there's no other reason really to get that ripped because it's not a health totally like it's not necessarily healthy to have washboard abs 365 days a year like you no. don't need to have that and to no. be in pristine health yeah so yeah to have something like as an incentive incentive like that like i know that i'm shooting a scene where i'm going to be coming out of the water presenting you know this new iteration of james bond for the first time like that's an incentive right and then you get the paycheck associated with that but for your average person, there's just no major reason, unless you want to, right? Unless mm -hmm. it's like a challenge that you want to like adopt for whatever summer or, mm -hmm. you know, your wedding or, you know, uh, people have different reasons. But yeah, I mean, I think like it is, it is difficult. It's, you know, it associates with increased hunger. It can, you know, getting really lean is not great for your hormones, your energy levels, like the leaner you are, the less energy you have, like your actual there's what's called NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is like subconscious movement, basically, like, mm -hmm. you know, fidgeting and, you know, all the movements that you undergo every day that are outside of like conscious thought actually decreases the leaner you get as, mm -hmm. as a means of like, your, it's a way for your body to, to conserve energy, essentially. So you actually, you have less energy. You feel, you feel more lethargic the leaner you are. And that's not a, that's not a fun place to be, right? You want to have like more energy. That's why I think it's like it's important to recognize that, you know, healthy body fat percentages is actually a range for both men and women.
But I know plenty of actors who are on that HGH. Yeah. <laughs> They're on that needle. It's common. They're on the tests. I mean, we had Harry Jousey here who's like, you know, influencer, 6'5", 24 years old, and he's on tests. Wow. And he and he's just like about it, about it. Well, maybe because he's so lean that he has to be on, like, why would a 20-something-year-old need to be on testosterone? Because he looks great. He looks incredible. Yeah, he probably looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Seriously. But there's, I mean, and this is outside of my wheelhouse, so I don't know, but I'm, I'm assuming that the, I'm assuming that that's something that you really only want to use if medically necessary and that there would be a cost, you know, whether it's like down the line. Sure. You to, really, it's hard to come off of it because your body may never make the same amounts naturally again than yeah, it did before. Maybe, yeah. But that's also an interesting thing too, was like, I have so many friends. Uh, I have a lot of friends in their forties and they'll come to me and they'll be like, crazy news. And I'll be like, why? <laughs> They'll be like, I met with a doctor. He tested me. Turns out my testosterone's low. <laughs> I'm like, has a has a doctor shilling steroids ever been like, test looks good? <laughs> Got nothing for you. No, like everybody's low. And maybe it's low because you're in your 40s and your body naturally downregulated mm. it. And so, yeah, again, there's like pros and cons to the whole thing but i got maybe it's an la thing but they're all on tests yeah also like most of the, of my peers like i don't i don't think i know a single guy who hasn't ha come up with having like low testosterone i think it's like a real epidemic now amongst men isn't it related to depression i think yeah i mean right? it can be yeah i'm fairly yeah. certain that i read that if you are moderately depressed or it's, it's related to stress too yeah, that your yeah. testosterone goes down yeah and i would just assume that all of Hollywood is stressed and depressed. Fair. And then they have low T. Yeah. So yeah. They, it's possible that they actually do. Well, being overweight can lead to low T. Yep. Being underweight can lead to low T. But also I think part of it has to do with the fact that, I mean, yeah, our diets, I mean, there's there's there are myriad diet and lifestyle factors, but I think one of the one of the things that that not enough people are talking about is the fact that we're, you know, we're we're continuously exposed to endocrine disrupting compounds. So compounds in our environment, mm -hmm. like forever chemicals, like PFAS compounds, BPA, phthalates, parabens, like all these like industrial chemicals that are used to make our everyday conveniences that actually in our bodies act like estrogen mm. or testosterone blockers mm. essentially. Mm. Um, and so I think that's, that's potentially one of the reasons. Like for example, like touching a store register receipt, store register receipts are generally coded in bisphenol A which we've known for a century at this point, acts like estrogen in the body. CVS is killing all of us. Dude, yes. Oh, Those receipts, yes. bro, they're six feet long. They're, they're like longer than I am tall, I typically. Think, I think CVS is why I have gynecomastia. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, That's man possible. boobs, by yeah. the way. I was like, what? Yeah. So, I too have gynecomastia. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. It's a fun group. Yeah, so CVS creates it, and then you have to go there to get your prescription filled or whatever, and it's right. like... But that's so interesting. Yeah, what, else, what else causes that, like besides receipts? Like what's another... What was the term that you used? Uh, endocrine disruptors. Okay, what else is an endocrine disruptor? Therapy. So your endocrine system, <laughs> just so it's clear, like your endocrine system is your, are your hormones. So yep. thyroid hormone, testosterone, estrogen, like there are dozens of hormones in the body, which act like long-range chemical messengers that influence everything from how you feel moment to moment, hunger levels, development, you know, libido, everything like that. Hormones play, I mean, they're, they're everything essentially. And so some of the more common endocrine disruptors in the environment are, B, as I mentioned, BPA, which are in those store register receipts, but also used to make plastics. Hmm. So one of the reasons why you never want to heat food in plastic, you de definitely don't, don't want to heat food, but also microwave food in, in plastic. When you get like a sandwich from a deli or even fast food for that matter, and it's and it's wrapped, you know, you get like a warm burger or something and it's wrapped in like a grease proof paper. Mm. That grease proof lining is made with endocrine disrupting compounds. In, uh, I mean, plastics generally, the inner linings of cans, even our furniture has the ability to create dust in our environment, which finds its way of migrating into us. And that dust is made of these like plasticizing compounds. Wow. Fast food tends to be, you know, generally if you if, if a food has to flow through like a network of tubing, if you just kind of like think about like where your food comes from, which mm -hmm. I think is an important like thought experiment most people should, you know, engage with. It's generally, generally like leaching, you know, some of these like these endocrine disrupting compounds, which is one of the reasons why we see that fast food consumption tends to have high levels of endocrine disruptors. 
Fragrances, Nuts. fragrances is a big one. Phthalates are are pretty ubiquitous in fragrances. So whenever you have a product that has like fragrance on it, that mm. that alias fragrance can account can represent hundreds of chemicals that don't necessarily need to be listed out because they're proprietary. Like fragrances tend to be pro proprietary, but they're they tend to be also made with phthalates. There was a for anybody interested in this topic. I mean, I. My second book, The Genius Life, I, I covered a lot of this stuff, but there's a researcher named Shanna Swan who's talked about the fact that our increasing exposure to these compounds, both in utero, in utero and as adults, has led to all kinds of like hormonal dysfunction, hmm. you know, and and like really like weird, you know, biological phenomena that can only be explained by our increasing exposure to these compounds. For example, like in dudes. There's over time she's tracked what what's referred to as anogenital distance. So basically, over time, like the distance we call it the taint sometimes, mm, like you know the colloquially gooch. the gooch, mm -hmm. yeah, is actually shrinking in mm. boys. Which you know, I mean, if you think about it, like if you compare like that anogenital distance, you know, if you compare men to women, it's obviously a lot shorter in women. So we're actually feminizing if you use that as a sort of you know measure of you know i guess like the role that hormones play right. in in physiologic development gender specific physiologic development well i think we know the title of this episode short taints short taints <laughs> yeah. what um do you want to dr soffer do you want to share your new aspartame findings that you were I, asking about i do and then i want to go into nicotine yes oh man cool <sighs> yeah we'll get there um so on aspartame people have said forever like since i mean for as, for as long as I've been alive, I've known that aspartame kills you. That's what they've always said. Aspartame is cancerous. It's terrible for you. Don't drink Diet Coke. And I can say, as somebody that drank a lot of Diet Coke, that was always very sad to me, that I'd drink my Diet Coke, ignore the fact that I'm getting cancer, <laughs> drinking it. Came out that apparently it's only carcinogenic if you drink 2,400 bottles of it a day, <laughs> and apparently it's as carcinogenic as aloe vera. Interesting. So two questions. One, why would aloe vera be carcinogenic? Yeah, I mean. And, and two, is aspartame actually bad for you? Did you hear about this study? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it wasn't actually a study. It was a statement from, I believe, the WHO and the IARC, which mm. is like an international consortium of cancer mm -hmm. experts. Mm -hmm. But there, truth be told, many, uh, it, it's not the most evidence-based, like, statement. And, you know, the the WHO has long had red meat as a potential human carcinogen, which it's not. I mean, I've spoken to enough cancer experts, but there's nothing inherently carcinogenic about red meat. And the dose makes the poison with all things. And so sure. with aspartame, I don't think that a little bit here and there is uh, is problematic. I personally avoid artificial sweeteners, mm -hmm. personally. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for people that enjoy Diet Cokes, I'm not going to make the recommendation that one needs to drink Diet Coke. But if that's the thing that helps you better adhere to your diet, I wouldn't like deprive somebody of that. But in general, I take what's called the precautionary principle approach, which is a much more conservative approach to synthetic chemicals, synthetic industrially produced chemicals like aspartame. Some in the evidence-based community might disagree with that statement. But for me, like... I generally don't like to consume artificial sweeteners. I don't use chemical synthetic sunblock if given the you know, if given the, the choice uh, and things like that, just because there have been too many instances throughout history where, you know, a product was assumed to be safe. It's ended up on the market. Thousands, if not millions of people exposed to said product. We take the stance of it being innocent until proven guilty with novel compounds, I think is the wrong approach. Only later to discover that, you know, human consequences have been wrought. You know, there have been numerous instances of this. For example, lead in gasoline and in our paint. You know, like we later found out after using lead for a convenience because it accelerates the drying of paint that it creates dust and we inhale this lead and it's neurotoxic, right? There's been trans fats on the market for, there were trans fats on the market for decades, right? In the form of partially hydrogenated fats, which we only found out you know, decades later is poisonous to the cardiovascular system and to the brain. So there's all these instances where like, you know, we just trusted blindly industry and even the FDA and serious human consequences have, you know, consequently like ensued. And so that's kind of my position with, you know, compounds like aspartame. But I'm not saying that I have any like privileged data that it is carcinogenic. Mm -hmm. I think that that, you know, most people that I've, that I trust who have looked at that, looked at that statement have said that it was a premature you know, a premature assessment. 
Do you drink Diet Coke? Love it. It's unbelievable. Oh man, that yeah. that chemical rush, <laughs> that like that umami tart that it, that it gives you. There's nothing like it. Yeah. A Diet Coke with a cheat meal, take me away. And why do we think that the Diet Coke in the fountain is so much more delicious? It depends on the fountain ratio to bring to circle back to Mickey D's. They just get that syrup to that crisp carbonated <laughs> water. They get the ratio right. What is your favorite type of Diet Coke? I'm glad you asked. Or format. Listen, glass bottle is mm. nice. You're at a hotel or something, mm. high end, mm -hmm. a nice steakhouse. But here's my issue with the glass bottle. Diet Cokes tend to only come in the ones like this. Mm. Mexican Cokes, old school Cokes can be like that. Wow. I need a Diet Coke here. Because if it's in this bottle, I'm going to need two or three. So size aside, because I think the glass bottle of Diet Coke is number one. Yeah. People, people want to say fountain. And for a long time, I said fountain until I realized if you run into a bad fountain, you're in deep trouble. Yeah, yeah, you're in yeah. Deep trouble. It's rare that you get the golden arches, perfect ratio, just hitting the spot, squeeze a lemon. Wow, there really are drugs in it. <laughs> Yo, with lemon? Oh, man, lemon, so baby. good. Should we do our what are you nuts moment of the week? Yes. I should we talk about nicotine? Nicotine. Uh, Again, I go down these TikTok rabbit holes. They have me believing, not knowing what to believe anymore. I know I shouldn't consume. Enlighten me. Okay. Apparently, nicotine is good for your brain. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what, the, that's what the data seems to suggest. And I actually am a fan of nicotine. Lately, I've been microdosing it a little bit. Okay. And I feel like it does boost my... I feel subjectively that it boosts my, um, and this is an end of one anecdote, but my verbal fluency. Mm. Like I take a little bit of it and I feel like it helps me more easily like translate my thoughts into like cogent sentences. Yeah. You know, which I'm already pretty good at, but because I do this professionally, like I host a podcast and I, you know, go on TV and I talk about nutrition and stuff. Like I'm always like thinking and talking on the fly. Like I do notice, like I'm like a, like an athlete of sorts with like, communicating thoughts and like ideas and, and whatever and science. And so I do notice that it helps facilitate, like it acts like a nootropic, like it does have like a cognitive enhancing effect for me. That's about three milligrams. I take it too. I'm a Zen guy. Yeah. No oh, big deal. Yeah. Leonard Zinner. Oh, so I'm the only person who's not. Upper decky uh, lip pillow. You know what I mean? A little uh, nicotine pouch. <laughs> Gorgeous. Three milligrams. There's a, there's a brand. I have no affiliation, but I've become friendly with the owner. It's called Knickknack Naturals. Mm. It's like the cleanest nicotine on the market. No artificial sweeteners. And it's not, a, it's not a pouch. You don't have to spit. It's like literally like a candy. You just like let it dissolve in your mouth and it comes in a bunch of like really like tasty flavors. Yeah, like a lozenge. Yeah. I'm going to need to meet that man. Yeah, Knickknack. All right, Knickknack. Um, well, I'm actually going to make, I'm going to change my what are you nuts to something health based because I want to ask you basically every week we do a what are you nuts moment of the week. You can go last so you can think Love about it. it. And it's basically just your qualm, your gripe with people, places and things. Anything that's grinding your gears recently that's on your mind that just annoys oh, you. Oh man. Love it. Take your time. Okay. No pressure. I'm going to ask what we're seeing so much of, uh, sort of a trend in microdosing, uh, psilocybin, you know, mushrooms, and then also like ketamine being put in nose sprays. And, and I, I understand the clinical sort of approach to major depressive disorder that it can have like a positive effect. But I also have seen these memes, something to the effect of like someone taking ketamine or microdosing and then being like, this is their version of doing the work. <laughs> Right. And like to your point, right, it's like becoming the first stop for people instead of the last stop before counseling and exercise and nutrition and maybe a nice cold plunge sauna. So what are you nuts? It's a little like, I mean, we know your, your sort of experience with ketamine. I'm getting offered it a lot. And I think like, it's a little what are you nuts moment <laughs> to me. Like, I just think we should accept what it is, which is a drug, a very strong drug. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I totally agree. What do they call it? California sober where people don't drink, but they'll do like, the whole the, like a laundry <laughs> list of of drugs right no i uh yeah i don't i don't really dabble with that with that but i do think yeah the clinical research is really exciting but the the whole like casual it's just like do it every you know every weekend to me seems a little bit irresponsible just because you don't know my experience with ketamine and him I saying, <laughs> saying that was uh, do you have like a tr head. transformative like, no no uh, somebody somebody 
was I was at dinner and somebody pulled out what looked like dentine ice with ketamine. And he said it like really helps him with his back. It's prescribed by a doctor. Whoa. It's really chill. Like, it's just like, like, just, just try it. And I went to the bathroom and I fell asleep for an hour and a half. No and I got way. back and everyone was gone. Oh my God. <laughs> so never again. Wow. They're drugs, people. <laughs> They're drugs. And it's just like, I agree. What are you nuts? Like, stop making people think that drugs aren't drugs. Right. They're drugs. Yes. Yeah. Wow. My what are you nuts? Oh, I have two. I have two. Which one should I pick? Toto toilets. <laughs> I recently had an experience with a Toto toilet. You know Toto's? Yeah. Like you go to your rich friend's house. They have an $8,000 toilet. You walk in. It lifts up. It sprays some mist. All of a sudden, you sit down. And, oh, my God, my keister burnt to a crisp. <laughs> burnt to a crisp. I don't know if this person just notched up the heated toilet seat. <laughs> to like 350 degrees and was cooking my keister like a bird. But when I tell you, I've never been so uncomfortable taking a dump. <laughs> I, could, I could not figure out how to shut the heat or lower the heat. So I'm just sitting there, ass burning, asshole burning. And it was just the worst experience in my life. Unless Toto wants to sponsor this podcast and I will take away my entire claim. Uh, but otherwise, Toto Toilets, I'm sorry. What are you nuts? Spending 10 grand. I don't need my ass heated like the sun. I don't. I don't. No, that's all. Love what it. are you nuts? You have Toto's. You I go. wish. <laughs> I need enough We totos. didn't invest in that. <laughs> are Toto toilets all super high end and techie like that? Or I, I, think, I think so. so. This one might have been extra techie. Huh. Like there was also a full bidet. Like that stuff's t very nice. Mm. Oh, very yeah. Nice. By the way, that reminds me of a second very quick what are you nuts just toilet paper in general. Mm. Somebody mentioned this to me, my wife, the other day. She said, if you got a little piece of duty on your hand, how would you take it off? How would you clean it? Soap and water. Soap and water, yeah. right? You wouldn't take a piece of paper and wipe it and pretend that all of a sudden the duty's gone. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Good point. That's exactly what we do with toilet paper. You're right. I've been a wipes boy for the last decade. Do you use dude wipes? Yeah, of course. You do. Best. Is that a sponsor of the show? No, they it should would be, be a good one. Though. Yeah, they really should. <laughs> Quick plug. Quick <laughs> plug. Shout out. <laughs> Man, what, what do you very, got? Very interesting. Um, well, I was just in London recently, as I mentioned, and uh, my, so I guess like my what do you nuts has like two sides to it. The 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 what do you nuts for me would be it was my first time seeing like a true English breakfast that has like beans for breakfast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have you ever had like baked beans with your eggs? Yeah. No. It's it's well, it's weird. It is. It's it's super odd. And so I was like, what are you nuts? Baked beans with breakfast. And so I actually didn't try them. I was staying at a hotel where that was available for breakfast every day, mm -hmm. right? And I didn't try them until the last day. And on the last day, I tried them thinking that they were going to be like American style barbecue baked beans. And they're very different. And I actually really enjoyed them. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. They're kind of ketchup-y. They're, they're like- kinds. Yeah, kinds it's not as sweet. It's not as sweet. So they're actually, dare I say, healthier than like, you know, and beans are healthy, like legumes are healthy. So for the first like six days of my trip, I was like, what are you nuts? Beans for, for, for breakfast with eggs? Doesn't make any sense. And then on the last day I tried them and I was like, actually, maybe I'm the one that's nuts because they're pretty freaking good, you know? Good for the heart. Yeah. The more you eat. Yeah, brec English breakfast. <laughs> I'm like suddenly a fan. The more you fart. There the you more go. you fart. The better you feel. So eat your beans. You don't know this? No. <gasps> What? Beans, beans, they're good for the heart. The more you eat, the more you fart. The more you fart, the better you feel. So eat your beans with every meal. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Max hated that. <laughs> Dude, thank you for coming on the pod. Yo, yeah, this is so thank fun. You. Thank you. Oh, thank man. you, guys. Rate, yeah. rate, review, do the things, five stars. Go listen to Max's pod. Buy his book. Thank you, brother. Um, anything else? No. Excellent conversation. Thanks for coming. Loved it. It was great. Yep. It was great. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, just my podcast, The Genius Life, and I'm also I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash I'm active on Instagram, all the places, yeah, just come say what's up. Come say what's up. Yeah, and if you're like new to my podcast, check out the episode I did with Josh, it was like a really good one. Yeah, we had yeah. fun. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.